It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council. Talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Your team every day. That's what we do here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to watch our show and subscribe to our show over on our Locked On Panthers YouTube channel. You can also check out the show wherever you listen to this podcast right now. Just be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss a single edition of Locked On Panthers. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, at Julian Council, where every single Friday right here on the show, I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions. So participate this week on the weekly Friday mailbag on Locked On Panthers. Make sure to at me or DM me over on Twitter at Julian Council. But of course, first follow me there on Twitter at Julian Council. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of the NFL. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on today to get started. Now, unfortunately, we're not going to be joined by Benjamin Albright of KOA Radio out there in Denver. I want to talk to him about his insight on Denver's interest in Sean Payton, what he knows about the Panthers' interest in Sean Payton. If you guys follow him on Twitter, at Albright NFL, you know that the guy is locked into everything going on in the league, especially stuff going on here in Carolina. He might be covering the Broncos on a daily basis, but he also has insights on the Panthers and the rest of the NFL. So I wanted to talk to him today, but unfortunately he had a family emergency. So certainly saying out my thoughts and prayers out to him and his family. Hopefully everything will be okay, but he'll join us on tomorrow's show as we might even have more information and more of an update. What's going on with Sean Payton as the Panthers and the rest of the NFL, really the Cardinals who are going to interview him now, um, the Broncos and the Houston Texans, not the Colts, because he's not talking to the Colts. Uh, those four teams are really waiting to see what's going to happen with Sean Payton before pulling the trigger on who their next head coach will be going into the 2023 season. So we'll have Benjamin on tomorrow's show. Hopefully nothing happens. His family is all good. I did throw a Hail Mary out there to Jeff Duncan, who is the columnist um, over at NOLA.com. It's the Times Picayune, whatever paper is, down in New Orleans to get his insights as he's been really doing a great job uh, reporting on this now. You have to be a subscriber, and I don't live in New Orleans, and I don't really want to pay a dollar, even if it's for six months, just to get this coverage. 
but he's doing a good job. So I wanted to talk to him, but he uh, did not respond in time. So I was like, all right, just got to do the podcast here, get it out to y'all. And then hopefully we'll talk to Benjamin tomorrow. And who knows, maybe even Jeff Duncan can join us later on this week. Hopefully if he does respond uh, to the text message I sent to him at some point in time. So that's the update as far as content wise. Let's go ahead and get into the show today as I'm sure y'all are still wondering, all right, when are we going to have a coach? What's going on with Sean Payton? Well, finally, Sean Payton, his long-awaited interview with the Carolina Panthers happened on Monday. The Panthers also spoke to Mike Kafka, uh, the offensive coordinator of the Giants. Now, I'm not quite sure whether it was in person or virtual. I saw different reports as far as Sean Payton's interview with the Carolina Panthers. But the other way, he talked to the Panthers on Monday, first official interview that they've had. And now we can move forward. The Panthers have interviewed eight candidates at this point in time. Four of them, former head coaches, and Steve Wilkes, Sean Payton, Frank Reich, Jim Caldwell. Four of them, current offensive coordinator, or current coordinators, rather, in Shane Steichen, the OC, there in Philadelphia. Ken Dorsey, the OC, in, in Buffalo. Mike Kafka, the OC, with the New York Giants. And Edgerow Evero, the defensive coordinator, out in Denver. And they have a request out there for Dallas OC, Kellen Moore. Their season came to an end on Sunday. So we'll see if Kellen Moore is willing to sit down, talk to David Tepper, and figure out what's going to happen next with this search. And it looks like D'Amico Ryans in Houston might be close to them being a match made in heaven. But of course, got to wait to see what happens with Sean Payton. And speaking of Sean Payton, not only did he interview with Carolina, but he also scheduled an interview with the Arizona Cardinals on Thursday. Howard Balzer recovers the Cardinals out there in Arizona. He was the first one to report that on Monday morning that Peyton would talk to the Cardinals. We've been sitting here for a while wondering, okay, he's talked to Houston. He's talked to Carolina. He's talked to Denver. Is he going to talk to Arizona? Peyton's talked about management and really ownership as one of the big pieces to where he's going to end up going, which is why the, the, the uh, Indianapolis Colts with Jim Irsay are not factoring in. And I wonder how he feels about David Tepper. I ask uh, Benjamin Albright about that tomorrow. Um, I wonder how he feels about the Texans ownership and what's gone on the last two years as they've had one and done coaches who exceeded expectations while also coaching a terrible football team. Now, Arizona, they did have to hire a GM first. They hired Monty Ford, who came over from Tennessee to be their new general manager. And now they're being aggressive in their search. And that has led to them having at least one interview with Sean Payton. Now, also, we found out on Monday that Sean Payton is going to fly to Denver on Wednesday and then interview with the Broncos either that night or on Thursday. Jeff Duncan, who I mentioned earlier, maybe you can join us later on this week. He tweeted out a point of clarification on the Sean Payton situation. He has not officially finalized his meeting this at this time with the Broncos, but plans to fly to Denver Wednesday night in anticipation of the meeting with team officials there, presumably that night or Thursday. And there is no location set for his interview with the Cardinals on Thursday. I imagine maybe it's going to happen there in Denver. Or maybe he hops on a flight and goes to Arizona afterwards. Maybe it's virtual. I don't know how it's going to work out. But Sean Payton set the flight to Denver for his second interview. Which kind of leads people to think the Broncos might be the favorite. Broncos have new ownership. No one knows whether they're going to be good owners or not. But they have a boatload of money like David Tepper. But these are the Walmart folks. And Walmart... We know that's a lot of money. So they can pay him $20 million a year, which apparently is the salary he's going to command. And they can afford somehow to give him a first-round pick at some point um, and also maybe more. I don't really know how that's even possible considering what they traded away to get Russell Wilson, but apparently that is the case with the Denver Broncos. They also already have a quarterback there. Russell Wilson has called Sean Payton. Russell Wilson, back when he was in Seattle, when he was talking about places he wanted to be traded to, he did mention 
before it even happened, I guess a year ago, I guess two years ago, really, when there was talks about during the 2021 offseason, or was it 2020? Yeah, 2021 offseason, that he might be interested in going to New Orleans because he's been in name with Sean Payton. Is the feeling mutual? I don't know. But Jeff Duncan seems to be believe that Sean Payton is the favorite in Denver. If it's not him, it looks like it might be Dan Quinn, the defensive coordinator down there in Dallas and the former Atlanta Falcons head coach, as we know. But right now, it looks like Sean Payton, Denver, that's picking up a lot of steam. And if he was really in love with Carolina, I don't think he'd be interviewing in Arizona. And this came up before his conversation with David Tepper and the Panthers brass. So we could see maybe he decides that ah, I'm good. I'm just going to stay with the Panthers and the Broncos. Or maybe he says, I'm just going to stick with the Broncos. Or maybe he cancels that. And he decides, all right, I want to be in Carolina. But also there's a compensation. And as I've told y'all, man, I hate the idea of giving up draft picks for a head coach. But it's Sean Payton. It's the sweepstakes. He's a former Super Bowl winner. He's had a lot of good teams in New Orleans. We saw it firsthand right here in Carolina. It's going to be discussed. So we'll see what happens moving forward the next couple of days. But again, Benjamin Albright on tomorrow's show. Then hopefully we can talk to Jeff Duncan or someone down there in New Orleans. Of course, we got Ross Jackson locked on Saints. But I want to talk to somebody else down there um, in Arcadia and see what they can tell me as far as what's going on with Sean Payton and what the Panthers might actually have to pay if Sean Payton does choose them to be his next destination. So we'll talk about that later on this week. But let's take a quick pause here, and let's think about this. If Sean Payton's not the next head coach, then who could it be? Because according to Jonathan Jones, CBS Sports, who used to cover the Panthers for the Observer, Steve Wilkes could still very well be the co- the choice here in Carolina. And I'm trying to understand why y'all keep saying he'd be Ronner 2.0, and how is that a pejorative? So we'll get into that here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers. Guys, been telling you like I told you yesterday, I am just so fired up about this new sponsor that we have on the show, FanDuel. The NFL playoffs are here. Championship Sunday coming up. Eagles, 49ers, Christian McCaffrey, congratulations to him. He got out of town. He's winning. He might be playing in a freaking Super Bowl. Then the AFC, America's team, the Cincinnati Bengals. Thank you, God, for winning that game and preventing the neutral side AFC title game between the Chiefs and the Bills. Yuck. But the NFL apparently still wants to do that because they hate the fans and they love money. But either way, the NFL players are here, and we're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America. That is FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. New customers join today to get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line, the point spreads, the player props. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay, all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So football fans, don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets. Win or lose at FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more a FanDuel official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. 
Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So I'm not quite sure where Sean Payton is at. <laughs> Sean Payton, as I butcher his name. I don't know where he's at right now. It's really hard to gauge at the moment who is the favorite to land Payton. I don't know what FanDuel says, um, our new sports betting partner here at Locked On. Um, but I would think that maybe Denver, considering that he's having a second interview with them in person coming up on Thursday or Wednesday, whenever it's going to be, it would look like they're the favorite, maybe Arizona. Could sneak in and be the favorite. It was talk that Sean Payton would want to have control over the roster and really control of who the GM would be and that kind of stuff. Now, he would report to the ownership there in Denver. Don't know what that means for the general manager there, George Payton, uh, whose name is actually without a Y. It's P-A-T-O-N instead of uh, P-A-Y-T-O. And like Sean Payton, don't know what it means for him if Sean Payton decides to go to Denver but he wouldn't report to him, so could it mean that he'd be out the door? No idea. Don't know what it'd mean for Scott Fitter or anyone else, and collaboration is a big thing that the Panthers want to have when they bring in a new head coach, considering what happened before with Matt Rule and how much control that he had. Now, it's different because Sean Payton's been in the league. He's been a winner, a Super Bowl winner at that, so he knows how to operate things in the NFL, but you look at other situations, sometimes it doesn't always work. Like Bill Belichick's done a great job, obviously, in New England, but since Tom Brady left, look at some of the players that they've drafted and brought in, hasn't been all that great. And you have to wonder at the brain drain of all the former GMs that have gone on to other spots from New England might factor into that with the Patriots. But I don't really care about the Patriots and all that, just kind of thinking about how things might work out. So not quite sure where the Panthers and Sean Payton stand at this moment in time, other than they finally had a conversation on Monday, and Payton's going to talk to uh, some of the other teams in the NFL that have vacancies. So it's not going to be Sean Payton, then who's it going to be? According to Jonathan Jones, friend of the show, uh, the insider over at CBS Sports on the NFL Today, and of course used to write for the Charlotte Observer, cover the Carolina Panthers, he said on Sunday that... Steve Wilkes could still very well be the choice here in Carolina. And if it's not Sean Payton, should it be Steve Wilkes at this point in time? Now, one thing that keeps coming up, there's plenty of people that want Steve Wilkes. There's plenty of people who don't want Steve Wilkes. You know, that's just the way it's going to be. You're either going to want him or you're not. And there's probably people who are also indifferent, think that ah, it doesn't matter either way because we're the Panthers. It would maybe never be good. That might be someone's thought. I don't think that, but... It's hard to really trust David Tepper at this point in time, and who knows what Steve Wilkes can do. Can he actually deliver sustained success, which is what David Tepper told us he was going to bring to Carolina when he fired Ron Rivera with four games left to go during that 2019 season, and he whiffed massively on his first head coaching hire in Matt Rule, who, by the way, is doing pretty good over at Nebraska with that portal class, but I know y'all hate Matt, so let's not get into that. People keep telling me, who don't want Steve Wilkes, he's just going to be another Rivera 2.0. They look at him being conservative, and I understand that Ron is called Riverboat Ron, but you really looked at it when he decided to go the whole Riverboat Ron like mantra and be that kind of guy, the gambler. It was when the team was off to a 1-3 start, and he had no choice but to be aggressive to save his job. And Steve Wilkes, we saw, wouldn't even attempt 50-yard field goals at points in time. When Eddie Pinheiro was one of the best kickers in the NFL this year, how big is his leg? I don't know, but Eddie Pinheiro looks pretty good. You have to trust Chris Tabor and Steve Wilkes in that situation. 
but you look at it on paper and you're wondering, oh, what's going on here? And you also look at the situation against the Buccaneers in the biggest game of the season there in Week 17. He talked about Tom Brady all week, how you got that guy on the other side of the field. You got to be aggressive. You got to be aggressive. And he wasn't aggressive. Two separate times at the Panthers 41-yard line where they have a fourth and short, he decides, I'm going to punt instead of being aggressive. Now in plus territory, he did go for it in the first half that led to a touchdown, but we did not see that aggressive nature. And you look at Steve Wilkes and you wonder about his offense and is he going to get the right offensive coordinator and can have a modern offense? When I look at it, though, y'all, he ran an offense that fit the personnel. The Panthers had a bad quarterback. They have a good offensive line. They had running backs capable of hitting the hole, breaking tackles, and really gashing defenses. And that's what they did when they won games and had success. Now that they have better quarterback play, and Darnold played well in the final six games of the season, considering what we had seen from him last year and in the three previous seasons when he was in New York Jet, but it's still not enough. And the Panthers can't be a team that solely relies on running the football. They need to have a quarterback. But it's hard to ask of Steve Wilkes to bring that kind of modern offense when you look at the personnel when DJ Moore is your only receiver. Terrace Marshall came along, sure, but still, they don't have that number two, number three that you can absolutely rely on outside of DJ. They don't have a pass catching tight end. And the running backs are good, but they're not threats outside of the, outside of the backfield as far as pass catchers. So he did what he could with an offense that just did not have the personnel to have one of these modern offenses. And also, Ben McAdoo was the OC. So I don't really understand that criticism. I can understand the angst as far as you can be aggressive enough. But I think with better personnel and a better play caller, which he's going to have to bring if he's going to get the job, I'm not too concerned about the Panthers' offense that also, with Sam Darnold and with Ben McAdoo, put up the most total yards in Panthers history against the Detroit Lions on Christmas Eve. So he found a way that way. But what I keep hearing is he's Rivera 2.0. So if he's Rivera 2.0, does that mean he's going to become the most winningest coach here in Carolina? He's going to have the best winning percentage in Panthers history? Because that's what Ron Rivera did here in Carolina. Has the most wins, best winning percentage. Now, John Fox has the most playoff wins. Rivera still has plenty of playoff wins as well. He gets three, which is, you know, you would want more. 2013 certainly feels like a missed opportunity to be the number two seed and to come out and get beat by San Francisco. But it is what it is. 2014 was in a great season, but they end up winning a division and winning a playoff game. And in 2015 was awesome until it wasn't that night in Santa Clara. 16 was a letdown. 17, good year. Four out of five seasons there. Best period of time in Carolina Panthers history. Ron Rivera took this team to the playoffs. So is that going to be Ron Rivera 2.0? Is that what Steve Wilson is going to do? Is Wilson going to do four out of five seasons in the playoffs? Maybe five out of six? Is that bad? So I don't really understand the whole Rivera 2.0 talk and how that's like a bad thing. I guess it's if you look at it and think that, oh, he's going to be too conservative and that he won't be able to put together back-to-back winning seasons, which somehow during that stretch, Ron Rivera still didn't have back-to-back winning seasons. And, well, no Panthers coach has done that in the 28 seasons of Carolina Panthers history, and you damn sure hope that the next coach can do it. And the way the roster set up next year, if they get the right quarterback, and of course it's the right coach, it feels like the Panthers are in position to have a winning season and, dare I say, be a playoff team. So then you would think in 2024, that would be the grand opportunity to do it. But we also saw, probably thought the same thing in 2016. It didn't happen. I don't know. But I don't look at Steve Wilkes as being like a bad hire and being Ron Rivera 2.0 as a negative. Have we forgotten that he turned around was a god-awful football team 
He established an offensive identity. The defense actually was better under Al Holcomb when you look at points per game. Um, over the last couple, what, 12 games of the season, whatever it was. Yeah, 12 games because he went 6-6. Six and six, And he had them two wins away and had them playing a very important game in Week 17 on the road against Tampa from being in the playoffs. Like, have we totally forgotten that? The guy can clearly coach. The team's clearly behind him. Just give him some more players that can make plays offensively. Get him a quarterback. Fill some holes on defense. And let's go. If that's not going to be Sean Payton, then why not let it be Steve Wilkes? I don't see it being a negative at all. Now, there's other candidates out there. Shane Steichen, Ken Dorsey, Mike Kafka, all of whom were out there on Saturday and Sunday this weekend coaching up their teams, and some looked good, others looked bad, the other ones were just okay. So we'll talk about the other candidates, if it's not going to be Sean Payton here, in just a moment on Locked on Panthers. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. From day one, I've been telling y'all that Shane Steichen is my top choice if it's not going to be Steve Wilkes here in Carolina. Sean Payton, great coach. As I've told y'all, ad nauseum at this point in time. I keep repeating it because I feel like there's got to be people out there that hear that I don't want Sean Payton and think that I think Sean Payton's a bad coach. No, I don't want Sean Payton because of what it's going to take to get Sean Payton. So I have to say this every day because I know people are hard at hearing. So I just want to repeat again. Sean Payton. Good coach, fine with them. You know, the Bounty Gate stuff, the whole, like, punchable face and all that. And being a Saints coach, that turns me off, but I can get over it if he comes here, wins football games, as I would get over pretty much anyone as a head coach here, unless it's like Art Bryles, because no, never. Um, but that's obviously not a conversation that we're actually having here in Carolina. I'm cool with Sean Payton as a coach. I just hate what it's going to take to get him. So I'm out on Sean Payton. But I'm not in on Shane Steichen. If y'all watched that game on Saturday night, which I imagine you did, the Eagles looked awesome. I was out at a bar on Saturday night by my apartment, and there was a ton of Eagles fans in there, and I was just honestly surprised. I know Eagles fans are everywhere, just like Cowboys fans and any of these like legacy franchises. I didn't realize that they were here, too, and all over. I talked to the manager of the place. I did not do a Karen move. But I talked to the guy. I was like, you guys like an Eagles bar or something? Like, did I miss it? He was like, oh, there's another bar down the street that's actually an Eagles bar. And I know the guy over there. He's packed. So he's, I told him, like, hey, send him down here. Let me make some money. I was like, good point and good idea. And it's a great spot to watch a game. Not going to name the spot. No free ads. Uh, but I was kind of surprised by the amount of Eagle fans. Well, watching that offense with Jalen Hurts, who there's questions about how healthy he was and if he could go out there and play well against the Giants and the Eagles really didn't look great in that Week 18 matchup against the Giants who played their backups. Well, they went out there and they smacked those dudes 38-7 to on Saturday. Shane Steichen, Jonathan Gannon, both those dudes are in their bag on Saturday night. Gannon, who's a finalist down there. Well, he's not a finalist, but he looks like he's got a good shot. Get the Texans gig. Man, Houston should look at that and they'd be like, yeah, that guy's great. They also look at D'Amico Ryans, who his defense was tremendous again on Sunday. And you can talk about Brock Purdy all you want. And the dude's played well. 
give that man a ton of credit in what Kyle Shanahan's able to scheme up with that offense and Christian McCaffrey and Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel, George Kittle. Like those guys got some freaking monsters out there in San Fran. But D'Amico Ryan's defense is awesome. And I wish, I wish he'd interview here. But it might be too late for the Carolina Panthers to try and woo D'Amico Ryans and it'll get him to be their next head coach. But Jonathan Gannon did a great job on the defensive side of the ball for Philadelphia. But on the offensive side of the ball, Shane Steichen looked great with what he was dialing up there. And guys, give me that. Bring that here to Carolina. Bring Brian Johnson, too, to be your OC, your quarterback coach. Bring him. Bring Vic Fangio. And I saw a report that if they lose Jonathan Gannon, they being the Philadelphia Eagles, that they're going to go aggressive in bringing Fangio. Well, maybe Steichen can get him. So if it's not going to be Sean Payton, and if it's not Steve Wilkes, like give me Shane Steichen off of what I saw there on Saturday night. Now I have no idea if he can actually lead men. I have no idea if it will actually work out. But thinking about if it's going to be him and Fangio and what he was able to do as a play caller, and you look at Philadelphia a year ago. Nick Sirianni went in there from Indianapolis and became the, the play caller in Philly and decided at halfway through the season, this doesn't really work. We're not working with this. Let me have Shane Steichen do it. And from that point on, they're, they're a playoff team last year. They get that valuable experience losing the wild card round to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on the road with Jalen Hurts as their quarterback. And then this year, they're one of the top off. Are they the top offense in the NFL? I think so. They're one of the top offenses in the NFL either way. And they're the one seed. And they're one game away from playing for another Super Bowl. So... Shane Steichen obviously has to be a massive part of the Eagles' turnaround from midseason in 2021 to where they are right now on January 24th. Give me that, dude. Give me Vic Fangio if you're not going to give me Steve Wilkes. And again, I don't want Sean Payton because of what this organization would have to give up to bring him here if he even wants to come to Carolina anyways. Now, Shane Steichen looked great. Ken Dorsey, less so. And I look at Buffalo whom I loathe because they've taken over the city. And I'm jealous, to be honest, because they have a great quarterback in Josh Allen. They have a great general manager in Brandon Bean, a great head coach in Sean McDermott. And the last two used to be here in Carolina. And the real one that hurts is Bean, who's a hometown guy and grew up in an organization. And months before, Jerry Richardson decided, ah, Dave Gettleman, I don't like you anymore. Go away. He took the Bills job as their general manager. And it's one of the big what ifs here in Carolina. And we might have to do a podcast series this summer about the biggest what ifs in Carolina Panthers history. Maybe talk to some OGs and see what they have to say about that. But that's a conversation for another day. But he, uh, Ken Dorsey, that, that is, did not have a great day on Sunday playing calls, I uh, calling plays. I saw some criticism of Dorsey and whether he would actually be back as the OC in Buffalo because the offense really just did not kind of evolve and be at the level that a lot of people thought they would be after the first couple of games of the season, especially, I mean, that Thursday night opener at L.A. who turned out to be a terrible team, that being the Rams. Um, they looked awesome. And I was saying, hey, we're going to have a – we're going to have a parade for the Bills here in February at Lebowski's down in Dilworth. They're going to have a parade at Bizante in Uptown. Is the parade going to go by Tavern on the Tracks? Is that what's going to happen here? The Buffalo Bills and all their fans who have polluted this fine city, are they going to get the cheer for a Super Bowl winner? Well, thank God my nightmare did not come true, but it might cost Ken Dorsey his job. And when I look at Buffalo, they don't have a running game. They rely far too often on Josh Allen, like with Cam here in Carolina. Like, Cam never had a Stephon 
dicks. He he had kind of a he had a better version of Dawson Knox, obviously, and Greg Olson, and he had a running game, so at least he could lean on that. But like Josh Allen, like he's got weapons, but they don't have enough dudes for him to lean on as far as the number two wide receiver. And Gabe Davis never really um, matured enough this year, became that surefire number two. You can look at the stats, but you watch the games, wasn't really that dude. And you even saw it yesterday or on Sunday, whenever you, well, because I'm recording this Monday, but you saw it on Sunday when you watched the game. Um, so I just wonder, like, they put way too much on him. But apparently, Ken Dorsey's coming under fire. <laughs> the Jets are trying to interview Joe Brady, which, hey, maybe, or maybe Joe Brady might become the new OC in Buffalo. We'll see how that works out. But Ken Dorsey might be losing his job as an OC, and he's come under fire. Is that the guy that you want to hire here in Carolina? And he was here during a period of time where the Panthers' offense did flourish with Cam Newton as the quarterback. And with not the greatest wide receiver talent in the world, but there's also a lot of criticism of Mike Shula and probably of Ken Dorsey as well during that period of time that I laid out in the previous segment when Ron Rivera took the Panthers to four out of five playoff appearances in between 2013 and four in the playoffs four out of five years. So is that who you want in Ken Dorsey? And then there's Mike Kafka, who I guess I'd give the benefit of the doubt. Daniel Jones had a good season. There's still questions of, is he the guy in New York? And Saquon looks great. But the Eagles got a hell of a defense, y'all. They got a hell of a defense. So what were we really expecting to see out of Mike Kafka as a play caller on Saturday night against Philadelphia in a game that I don't think anyone's surprised the Giants got their doors blown off in. So Mike Kafka talked to the uh, Panthers on Monday, and we'll see where that goes. But again, we've got to wait and see what's going to happen with Sean Payton, who's going to talk to the Denver Broncos in person, either on Wednesday evening or sometime on Thursday. And also, he's going to meet with the Arizona Cardinals. And we'll see how things materialize here in Carolina as they're waiting to hear from Sean and see what he does as Shane Steichen's still on the list and Steve Wilkes still on the list. Maybe Frank Reich, maybe Jim Caldwell, probably not. Maybe some of these other guys. We'll see. But we'll get more information on this later on this week. That's going to wrap up this edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, hosted by yours truly, Julian Council. As always, guys, make sure to watch the show, subscribe to the show over on our YouTube channel, Locked On Panthers YouTube channel, that is. And make sure to check us out wherever you listen to this podcast. Just be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. And follow me on Twitter, at Julian Council, where... On Friday, I will answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions either at me or DM me over on Twitter at Julian Council to participate. Coming up on tomorrow's show, Benjamin Albright of 850 KOA, right? Yeah, I think it is. Of KOA Radio, whatever, out in Denver, Colorado. Really plugged into what's the going on in the Broncos search. Can give us some insight on Sean Payton. He also can tell us what's going on here in Carolina with that search as he is plugged in here and all across the NFL. So hopefully we'll be able to link up with him. We tried to have him on today, had a family emergency. Uh, send your thoughts and prayers out to Benjamin. Hopefully everything's going to be okay and we can talk to him on tomorrow's show, which I would love. And maybe we can talk to other people uh, throughout the week too. Maybe Jeff Duncan down there in New Orleans to get his insight on what's going on with Sean Payton and the Panthers and all the search around the NFL. Uh, but in the meantime, be safe, be happy, be whole. As always, keep pounding. And I'll talk to y'all on Wednesday. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. 
Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.